Holy Gospel according to Luke. Praise to you, O Lord. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, there he had been where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. The Lord has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I saw a Peanuts cartoon recently that had Lucy walking with an angry expression on her face, as she usually does, and Charlie Brown was trailing behind her. She says, I hate this year. Everyone said things would be better, but they're not. And then she stops and turns to face him. I don't think this is a new year at all. And then with a fist in the air shouting, she says, I think we've been stuck with a used ear. Now, I suppose we ought to give it more than 22 days before we draw any conclusions about 2022. But so far, there doesn't seem to be anything new about this new year. This one seems like a repeat of the last one. Used, as Lucy would put it. Hospitals are at capacity. Workers are exhausted or unable to work because they are positive for COVID. The Chicago Teachers Union and the mayor started off the year fighting again. Alarming breakdowns in civility and basic kindness rising epidemics of anxiety and depression. Our democracy is in peril as voting rights are on the line. Anyone else feeling overwhelmed and exhausted this new year? If someone dares to tell me to stay positive and look on the bright side of things, I'll probably give them the stink eye. So imagine if I, your beloved pastor, dare I say, stood before you today and said, celebrate, rejoice right now because today is a day holy to the Lord. This year, 2022, is the year of the Lord's favor. What would you do? Hopefully not give me the stink eye. Maybe you'd recognize that that's not how I speak, so it must be from Scripture. <laughs> but you might say, what? Are you kidding me? Not this year. 
We've got a glimpse of this year, and it's used. And it ain't pretty. Two stories from today's scripture neither dwell on the past nor long for a different future. But these biblical texts call the people then and call us now to hear the word of God together and draw our attention to the sacredness of the present moment. So let's start with Nehemiah, a minor prophet that comes only once every three years in our lectionary today. Therefore, I didn't know much, anything, about this story. So with thanks to writer Debbie Thomas, I'll give you a very brief summary, even briefer than she gave. Briefer? More brief. Okay, here we go. Nehemiah works for the king of Persia, and when he hears that Jerusalem is broken, he begs the king to let him go back to his homeland to rebuild the city of his ancestors. He succeeds in rebuilding the walls and the gates, and so Nehemiah invites his ancestors back and then gathers them at the city gate. And that's where our reading for today starts. Ezra, a scribe and a priest, reads from the book of the Law of Moses for four hours. Can you imagine? And the people worship with their hands in the air and their faces to the ground, and they weep. They had recently returned from exile to a homeland that was still in ruins. Sure, they were in a new place full of promise, but I bet it felt like a used place. Their trauma was fresh, and their future was unclear. Their most recent memories were ones of loss and dislocation, oppression, and chaos. Much like our recent memories and experiences, loss, isolation, division, chaos, our traumas are fresh, our future is unclear. When Ezra finished reading the scripture to them, we're told they heard with interpretation and understood the reading, and they wept. And I imagine that they wept because of their sorrow, possibly regret for their sins, in mourning for all they had surrendered, for all that they had lost. And certainly there was much to weep about for all they had endured as they looked back on their years of exile, on their years of suffering. And as they looked on the horizon toward a new year and a new life in the city that Nehemiah had built. And so the story ends with Nehemiah and Ezra telling the people to go home Eat the fat and drink the sweet wine. Share in the good stuff with each other and share the feast with those who are poor. For this day is holy to the Lord. And most importantly, God is present in the midst of it all. Present with them in the sorrow, with them in the lament, active in their rejoicing and in their celebration. God's word 
living and active, holds them all of this, holds all of this, allows all of this. And then when the time is right, God transforms the entire encounter into an experience of joy. This day is holy to the Lord, as was yesterday and as tomorrow will be too. The second story is more familiar to me and maybe to you too. Jesus returns to his hometown, Nazareth, and goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He reads from the prophet Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Now those likely, those present had likely heard these words before, but when Jesus read it, there was something different. The eyes of all were fixed on him. And maybe they knew there was something different about him, something holy. And Jesus said, today, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Hmm. Jesus doesn't simply read the words from a text. He is the word. God made flesh, God made visible, God right there in the midst of them. So when Jesus reads from Isaiah saying, the Lord has sent me, he is proclaiming that God is here, now, today. The word of God is neither dull nor dead, it is alive. The time of the Lord's favor stands in front of them, embodied before their eyes. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Today, right now, is holy to the Lord. And sometimes, I have a hard time embracing the holiness of today, of this period of time, especially when it's messy or chaotic or not exactly as I imagined that it would be. Much of the time, I live my life on hold, waiting for what's next, for what's better. For instance, I remember yearning for my babies to sleep through the night. Then, before I knew it, my oldest was sleeping in a college dorm. Did I embrace the holiness of those baby days? Not enough. And there are so many more examples that I could give you of days when I wished for something better, hoped for the next day, wondered about what tomorrow would bring, and always thought that the next step would be something better, that the next step would be holy, that what was offered next was when I would be happy was when I would find joy, was when I would see God's presence in my life. And these past two years, I have felt like our lives have been on hold and that real life will resume when we can get back to normal, when church is in person and maskless and full of singing 
or we assume that we can't lean into God's full joy until we can get a handle on all of life's challenges. Challenges like climate change or white supremacy or COVID or anything on that long list of life will be better when. And yet, today is holy to the Lord, as was yesterday and as tomorrow will be too. And so that's why I keep coming back to this place. Not only because you pay me to do it, but if you didn't pay me to be in this place, I would be in another community too, because I need this place. I need a place, a community of people, either in person or online, because when we come together to hear the word of God in Holy Scripture, as the people did at that water gate when Ezra read for four hours, or when Jesus proclaimed the word from the scroll of the Isaiah, or when we see the body of Christ enfleshed in other people, when we taste and see that the Lord is good in bread and wine, we are emboldened to live into the holiness of this present moment, to look beyond ourselves in this place, to be the body of Christ in the world, anointed in baptism to bring good news to the poor and let the oppressed be free. This is a holy and precious time, my friends, it is not a used year. It may be chaotic and unnerving at times, but there is holiness too, because the Holy One is present with us, holding us, encouraging us, challenging us, and loving us every day of the year. Amen.
believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into death. The Spirit of the Lord is poured out upon us in abundance, so we are bold to pray for the church, the world, and all that God has made. You reveal yourself to us in the Scriptures. During this week of prayer for Christian unity, call your church to greater faithfulness as we share your liberating gospel with all people. God of grace... All creation proclaims your handiwork. Teach us to love the intricate and beautiful bodies that you have created. Bless tiny insects, enormous whales, and all creatures, great and small. Sustain species at risk of extinction. God of grace, hear our prayer. You desire that there be no dissension among us. Where we are divided in our society, nation, or world, come quickly to reunite us into one body. Ease conflict, dispel violence, and bring an end to war. God of grace, anoint with your spirit all who seek your favor. Grant provision and justice for people living in poverty, people living with disability, those living with pain, or those living under oppression, especially Andy and those we name in our hearts now. God of grace, build up the body of Christ in this place. Bless the call committee, congregation council, and the variety of ministries in this congregation. Empower us to freely welcome and deeply value each person who enters into worship and ministry among us. God of grace. In thanksgiving, we remember Blessed Mary, Timothy, Titus, and Silas, Lydia, Dorcas, and Phoebe, Thomas Aquinas, and all your holy ones. Fulfill your promises and bring us with them to the brilliance of your eternal presence. God of grace, since we have such great hope in your promises, O God, we lift these and all of our prayers to you in confidence and faith through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Those of you joining us online, we invite you to share a greeting of peace in the chat feature. The peace of Christ be with you always.
Again, a warm welcome to all gathering with us both in person and online on this Lord's Day. It is at church that we practice what we hope to live in the world. So the welcome that we seek to give one another in this place is the welcome that we hope that we will live in our daily lives. We welcome one another, whether we are refugees, whether we are struggling with our mental health, we welcome one another whether we have disabilities, whatever the color of our skin, who we love or marry, our gender identity, and how we vote. Again, how we practice that in liturgy, we hope that we will live in our daily lives. This morning, following worship, we have part two of a very, of a very fascinating topic led by Dan McAdams on the psychological realities of polarization or the political divisions in our society. If you are online at home, the link for this is several places. It is in the e-news, it's on the website, it's on the information in YouTube. If you are in person, we hope that you can join us in St. Mark Room. We'll begin about 15 minutes after the service, but if you're online, please go on the link right away so that you can have some uh, conversation and to greet one another. Next week is our annual meeting. It was very fun last year, the way we were able to do it all online, and we never expected that this year we would be in another hybrid reality. We are allowing up to 50 persons, 25% capacity, so we hope that many of you can be in person next week for the annual meeting, but if not, we will be going to Zoom for that, and that will again begin about uh, 10 or so minutes after the, the end of the service. Now, if you are here in person, please take out the purple supplement and turn to 967, a new refrain we're going to learn. We are Christ's body, both reflecting the body of Christ that we will receive in the Eucharist and also Paul's uh, comments about how we are the body of Christ with all our various gifts.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. God, you alone are holy, you alone are God. The universe declares your praise beyond the stars, beneath the sea, within each cell, with every breath. We praise you, O God. We praise you, O God. Generations bless your faithfulness through the water, by night and day, across the wilderness, out of exile, and into the future. We bless you, O God. We bless, we bless you, you, O God. God. We give you thanks for your dear Son at the heart of human life, near to those who suffer, beside the sinner, among the poor, and with us now. We thank you, O God. We thank you, O God. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering his love for us on the way, at the table, and to the end, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. We pray for the gift of your Holy Spirit in our gathering, within this meal, among your people throughout the world. 
blessing, praise, and thanks to you, holy God, through Christ Jesus, by your Spirit, in your church, without end. Amen. Trusting in God's tender, motherly care, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. For those not communing today, please receive this blessing. May the triune God bless you with joy and peace this day. May God open your eyes to the presence of Christ at your table and in all your meals and in all people created in the divine image. Come, let us eat, for now the feast is spread.
Let us pray. Gracious God, in this meal you have drawn us to your heart and nourished us at your table with food and drink, the body and blood of Christ. Now send us forth to be your people in the world and to proclaim your truth this day and evermore. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of those who travel the way with us. So on this day, be swift to love, make haste to be kind, and the blessing of the triune God who made us, loves us, and goes before us be upon you and all those who you love, this day and always. living among God's faithful people, hearing the word of God and sharing the Lord's Supper, proclaiming the good news of God through word and deed, serving all people, following the example of Jesus, and striving for justice and peace in all the earth. Thanks be Thank to God.